0: No matter where your shipments come from, they'll be collected in a single actionable page. Quickly select any number of shipments and post them directly to load boards instantly. Then your reps can easily manage all of their quotes from a single screen. But for carriers that won't allow real-time tracking, Ty has a simple feature that allows your reps to mass text drivers all in one click. Ty sends an email directly to your clients providing them with the recent tracking update. Easy, right? and welcome to put that coffee down the freight sales show for closers my name is kevin hill i'm your host today where we're going for the next half hour we're going to talk about sales talk about enterprise sales we're going to talk about you know what it means, and what the differences are between moving some of a customer's loads and then moving them all, and kind of the the different sell strategies and what you need in place, the processes that uh, that, that you must institute uh, to to make it a reality instead of just a dream. And we're going to do that with uh, Justin Smith over at Concept Logistics. He's a VP of Strategy. Uh, There he'll come on in just uh, a few minutes uh, to talk about that. But first, let's talk about F3 to begin with. We're about two weeks away. Um, Actually, two weeks from today, we will be live. Put that coffee down at F3 here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And uh, if you haven't bought your ticket yet, go ahead and do that. Buy your ticket. Join us here. You see all the, the great sites of downtown Nigga right there. So November 1st through the 3rd, that's Monday through Wednesday. And we'll be announcing, of course, Freight Tech 100, that, those top 25 companies, on November 3rd. So we have great, uh, great speakers, great sessions great concerts and great events all through downtown Chattanooga. So join us for that. You can go to live.fruitwaves.com and purchase your tickets today, book your hotel rooms, book your travel, and join us there in uh, two weeks. It's, it's coming in, coming in hot, coming in hot and in close now. So excited to, to see that. Uh, let's talk about the market too. Um because I saw to, you know this week we we went below five percent on outbound tender rejections, uh, which is surprising. I mean it's it's about levels of 2019, so it's like deja vu all over again. What Yogi Yogi Perez said. So if we look here, here are the seasonal trends, and what we have in the white is this year. And we are sinking down into the 4.5% range. The red line is 2019, the blue line is 2020. Um, as you can see, coming out of the pandemic and the raise in outbound tender rejections means the market got really tight. Uh, 2021 uh, is green, and it was just it was tight all year. Uh, last year, spot rates were exploding. Um, Uh, business was humming, Uh, finding capacity was the the big value getter. Uh, But in 2022, we've seen that just drop like a rock. We're back down to, I I think we're just below 2019 levels uh, in, in the last freight recession. We're in a freight recession now. And that gives you an indication of uh, of where the market's at, where it's headed into to peak season, you know, what kind of peak season we're going to have. And then, you know, the, the slow season in January and February of 2023, it's going to be very interesting, something we'll be talking about um, uh, all throughout the, the three days at F3. So it's very interesting. That's one of the, the reasons I brought up that chart, because we'll be talking about adding value and kind of making it through uh, periods where there's there's a lot of capacity building value in in what you're selling um, service wise, and if we look here at the next chart that I have, we will see the impound ocean TEU volumes, and that's a seasonal chart as well. The white line is this year, the the green line is uh, 2021, the blue line is 2020, and then the red line is 2019. And I was talking about coming into past peak season into next year, uh, inbound ocean freight, as you can see, we're sinking back down to 2019 levels as well. So there's not really a catalyst to, to push uh, volumes in. Uh, J.B. Hunt, actually, they're going to release their Q3 2022 earnings uh, after the market closes today at 430. Uh, so we'll get a, a preview into to really all modes. So we'll, we'll get, you know, certainly brokerage, uh, dedicated intermodal, which will lead us into the kind of what they're expecting for maritime, as well coming into uh, Q4 into that. But from from the looks at it, you know, future ocean bookings are. are 30, 40 percent down uh, year over year. Uh, not really any catalyst uh, to, to, to push the market in that the consumer has been beaten up on inflationary pressures and rising interest rates. So uh, not a lot of green shoots out there. I, I know economists like to, to point out green shoots, but there, there's not a lot, maybe a little bit you know certainly transportation inflation. Um, Inflationary pressures brought on by bottlenecks and and transportation issues are subsiding, so maybe that'll release some of that uh, as well. So before we bring on Justin, uh, let's give a a nice shout out to, to Ty TMX. Uh, TIE TMS saves three PLs and brokers an average of over two hours a day per rep with a smooth workflow designed to help you speed up your process and scale the growth of your brokerage. With a centralized platform integrated with your load boards, rating tools, and carrier compliance, TIE TMS customers see an average 30% increase in monthly shipment volume. Visit tai-software.com. Once again, that's tai-software.com. Today today to schedule a demo. And Tai Software will also be making an appearance here on Put That Coffee Down next week. So tune in. We broadcast live here on FreightWaves TV. And you can always download our, our podcast version wherever you download podcasts. With that said, let's uh, let's welcome on Justin Smith. He's a VP of Strategy over at Concept Logistics, and talk about you know managing as shippers all their loads. Uh, how are you doing today, Justin? Doing well. How are you, Kevin? Good, 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 good. So the, the the title of this episode is "Moving Some Loads Versus Moving All the Loads," and those are two different sales strategies. And when we say that. What does that mean to you? How do you define that? You know, how do you run that play in your playbook? It's definitely
1: a different play and it's, it's a name to for most brokers or it should be to increase market share with them. Um, I do have to actually give a little shout out I like that. Our sponsor is Ty. That's a TMS we use to, uh, yeah, to actually implement full management capabilities with a lot of our shippers. So we are doing a lot of, you know, full LTL truckload man, truck management through TIE. Um, it does help us capture all the shipments and everything. So it's a different approach because it's a slower sales cycle, but we actually are implementing ways to we'll grow our pipeline more aggressively in the spot market. Adding value along the way to, you know, to lead to more you know, strategic consultative discussions.
0: So that's a, kind of your entry into the door. It's moving the spot ro- spot loads uh, kind of I, – I guess that's the natural evolution for every freight brokerage, right? You go in and you get what you can get. A lot of times that's transactional, very spot-oriented loads to, uh, to to really prove yourself, uh, earn that trust, earn that credibility to then open discussions up into more collaborative ways. Exactly.
1: Um you know, if we're doing our job right, we're learning a lot through the spot market approaches that a lot of these shippers apply. And, um, you know, some are comfortable doing it the way they're doing it. And, you know, some of them belong in the spot market because of the nature of their business, but some are doing it. Cause that's the way they've always done it. And uh, you know, if we spot some trends and some benefits to finding dedicated carriers that freight waves, that first uh, graph you showed is something we use with the customers as well. You know, just when the market falls out, you know, these customers, we, we bring our pricing down with our dedicated carriers, but not to the bottom, not to the floor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The same way when the market goes up it, you know, they're not paying the peak because those carriers, you know, want to keep that consistent freight, you know, in a dedicated fashion. So um so, yeah, we we deploy a lot of these strategies using great tools and great resources to actually take volatility out of the market.
0: Yeah, I guess you, you, everyone always has a, a plan uh, intuitively, right? When the market's hot, when capacity's tight, everyone talks about planning and strategy. But you, you need a plan and strategy when the market's loose like it is right now. Or and I say this all the time: you're just going to repeat the same mistakes because every 12, 18 months, twenty-four months, whatever that cycle is, you go through peaks and troughs in, in trucking It's in logistics. It's very cyclical, and there's there's not a lot out there that is is changing that cycle between supply and demand. So if you're not thinking about strategy, if you're not preparing for the the the, the tight times, the tight markets when it, when you're loose, if you don't have a strategy, if you don't have a plan um you're just going to repeat the mistakes all over absolutely yeah
1: that's uh <laughs> that's actually what we use your information for, along with our history um yeah we, we try to teach a lot of the shippers that there's three parties in these transactions uh not just us as the broker but the carrier. you don't want to put the carrier out of business or else then when pricing gets you know flips in their favor it'll hit even harder.
0: It, it will, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of shippers and, and just the, everyone in, in the, the marketplace. Not everyone, but a lot of people in the marketplace. You, you find these participants who kind of when. when when the market's loose, the, the, they just they enjoy the status quo. They're, they're like um, Braves fans who can accept that they lost to the the, the Phillies. Like the guys uh, back in the TV control room who are telling me go Braves right now. Um, <laughs> but but you know you're just living in denial. You know, and denial is not just a river in Egypt. It is uh, denial. So. <laughs> Um, And that that brings us back, you know, I mean, you know, strategies for becoming an exclusive provider uh, to a customer. Can you describe, you know, the terminology you you kind of use for that and and the strategy and and kind of who uh, who would be a good target market? Uh, You know, go through just your 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 playbook on that. Absolutely. Um,
1: So we use, you'll hear terms like single sourcing, uh, freight under management, full freight management. Um, you know, some will call it a version of like enterprise accounts or enterprise sales. Um, so we
0: actually, 4PL kind of another term for that.
1: That is that, that is one of the capabilities of, of, you know, full management uh, type of accounts we go after. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we, we actually try to buck the, the mindset. We hear it a lot, I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. And, you know, that typically comes from a lack of trust. So, um, you know, we call it full management. You'll see single source solutions listed on our website and things like that. But, um, you yeah, there's a variety of names for it.
0: So, uh, we, we, so, so dedicated, what do you call it internally or externally as well?
1: Yeah, it's it's we call them full management accounts or um we actually use our service levels to articulate the difference between some of our spot market customers. So we have silver, gold, diamond, and platinum. A diamond customer is dedicating all of one mode to us, like all their truckload or all their LTL, um, where a platinum customer, it's everything, inbound, outbound, all truckload, all LTL for you know, all of their North American shipments. So um, we can even help coordinate other partnerships with freight forwarders, warehousing, and you know, a lot of those types of things.
0: So uh, tell me a little bit about, uh, uh, you know, internally, kind of kind of the commitment it takes to change your sales approach. Because if you're, if you're transactional or if you're going after transactional business or, you know, just traditional freight brokerage, even, even if you're going after a contract business, you know, a few lanes here and there, uh, it's a very different sales approach, sales cycle philosophy and internal commitments uh, than it is to to institute kind of transportation management because that's a longer cell cycle. It is uh, vastly more complex. There's a lot of things and processes, paperwork, and uh, that you need to have in place before you can really go out there. And, you know, it might take a couple, three years to get up and off the ground.
1: It's actually, you just kind of detailed our story a little bit because, uh I just hit three years at concept. And over that time, uh, you know, the president of the company along with Greg Finnerty, our VP of ops, uh, and I have invested a lot in our talent, not just our software, but the resources we have. So um it has taken three years to build a team with the expertise to do the analysis, you know, to be able to show a cost savings analysis. Proven ROI, um, be able to quantify the benefits to full management, um, and to develop the software to actually put it into action. So um, that conversion as a company, uh, you know, Concept spent the first thirty years as a solely a truckload brokerage. Um, Now being able to do full management of LTL truckload um, and have really top-notch teams and expertise that that can manage that to the levels like you're talking about, the uh, all the paperwork, all the documents, um, we oftentimes end up impacting some of our shippers and our partners in ways that they didn't expect, um, like saving them time in their accounting department, uh, making their production and operations more efficient. Um, you know, yeah, just getting into the weeds and, you know, trying to remove most bottlenecks.
0: I remember when I got into freight brokers, we'd go and uh, we'd do prospect calls or customer calls, um, whatever you want to call it, and uh, really both, but we'd get into a really good conversation, maybe have lunch, you know, and it would get into talking about dedicated or management services and would get all excited Um when we got back to the office, but you know, uh, you know the, the the outfit that I was working for, we just weren't really prepared to to actually even carry it out. You know, it was more of a hope and a dream than than reality. Um, you know, legal legalistically and. I, because we talk about documents, process things, but, you know, kind of on the agreement side, I mean, there, there's a lock in period, there's a, there's a lot of, you know, NDAs and disclosures and data swapping that that needs to go back and forth. I mean, how do you how do you start from scratch and, and kind of build something like that up um, as you're going through the, the you know, going, going through going through your own process and, and business plan to to get this off the ground?
1: Yeah. And that's, that was something that we've gotten a lot better in our evolution with is, you know, you don't want to limit your sales team from turning on a customer and getting in the weeds and learning how to actually add value and quoting on their business. So, you know, having a credit application, obviously standard, but... Would we like all of our shippers to sign a shipper transportation agreement that better articulates the nature of the business? Absolutely. It helps eliminate some of the claims things that come up, but it's not required to turn on a customer. Um, so as we upgrade clients to our Diamond partners, then we do need a shipper transportation agreement. It does get a level of buy-in and it forces you know deeper level of conversation and consultation with them. But for our our platinum customers, you know, we go with a master service agreement where there is a commitment to to volumes in the business and ex- exclusivity. Um, so those, those agreements develop over time um, and you kind of have to right size them to specific types of shippers. Um, but yeah, that's, that's been a big evolution because um, again, you can slow down a lot of the processes with your sales team. When really you need to be opening them up, getting them in the door, and constantly planting seeds that there's a better way and that we can actually take this further. Um,
0: So yeah, yeah, I guess one of the things that sorry sorry I I guess one of the things you don't want to do is 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 take a a great salesperson and have them reviewing legal documents all day, right? Agreements and NDAs and you know your your master service agreements and 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 things like that. You know, what I mean, that, that's not what salespeople do. But you know, it's a long process. It's a long process. You have to keep on top of it. Uh, it's slow moving uh, in a lot of ways. But if if your salespeople are uh, just just Ryan Todd halt from from outbound prospecting and building a book business, uh, you know, negotiating terms with legal teams and, and redlining documents uh, is it's kind of productive, right?
1: Very much so. And that's that's one of the biggest reasons why we've built or invested so much in some of our resources. Our director of procurement, Shelly Becker's been in LTL for 28 years She's great, um, great person to bring in to line up pricing for shippers specific profiles. Um, our solutions engineer has been in the industry for 38 years, um, done lots of connections. So uh, we don't we don't want to tie up the sales reps in the integration discussion. So we have resources to take that and run with it because that can take weeks. Um, yeah, we we try to free up the sales team, um, which is led by you know, an 18-year vet, uh, John Devenny, uh, he's doing a great job. He's a great resource to them to turn on the business, but then to also escalate it and bring other resources in. Um, and unfortunately, it's uh currently my job to review the contracts and and do those negotiations. So um, you know, once some of our sales reps get us into the discussion with the C-suite, that's really where we bring, you know, some top-notch resources and approaches to the table. And Sometimes we have to say no, pump their brakes, uh, you know, be be pretty, if we know best practices to get the results that they want, um, sometimes we have to be able to tell them that, no, we do need that data in order to Mm -hmm. make sure there's no blind spots.
0: Let's, let's just let's switch gears just for a second. We have uh, two or three minutes left here and talk about the LTL market. You know, I, I know more about the full truckload market. I never really brokered LTL, uh, it's just all a confusing price uh, scheme with a lot of acronyms to Ooh. it. Um, but, but, you know, from, from certainly the public companies and, and people I talk to, the LTL market is, is softening a bit. It's been slower and, and probably not as deep as full truckload uh, that started back in February, and March and has just kind of tanked uh, over 2022. Uh, what does peak season look like? What, what are your expectations for peak season LTL moving into uh, 2023?
1: Oh, there's definitely better people to ask than me on this, uh, on my team, but, uh, I know it pretty well. Um, so when it softens up, it does make it easier for a broker our size to get, uh, to establish tariffs and blankets, uh, with the carriers when it's tight, they, they, they don't really need a small brokers, you know, couple million dollars to spend with them. So, um, that's what our director of procurement does is work with the customer on customer specific tariffs or work with the carriers on that. Um, they perform better, uh, from rebuild percentage and everything. Cause it's specific to that customer's profile. But, uh, so those are easier to get year round when it tightens up. It's not the best time to be asking for customer specific tariffs, much less the blankets. Um, we should see some of the carriers performance improving, uh, but then again, Q4 will tighten up towards the end of it. That's, that's what I typically see. Uh, I'd love to get some other experts. Uh, we partner with a lot of good people, and we have great resources on our side that can go way deeper than
0: me. No, I understand. Definitely. Um, I, on the full truckload, I mean, what, what are you guys seeing out there right now uh, on full truckload? Kind of, uh, you know, from conversations with customers to carriers to what, what's the sentiment out there?
1: yeah definitely softening in the market um you know rates are going down we're trying to prepare our customers that you don't want to you know it's not about how low you can go um you don't want to lose a good carrier chasing price and then when it goes back up that carrier you know feels like you burned them um so so yeah we're seeing a lot of that uh it is easier to cover the freight right now which is great um but i don't mind the competition i'd like to see more volume because it you know, sparks the growth we need. We need more carriers entering the market, not hesitation of drivers and carriers to get in here. So, um, yeah, we're seeing the softening that you're showing in in your data. Um, Greg Finnerty can probably go way deeper on that. He's even closer to the tactical Mm -hmm. day-to-day trends.
0: But on the strategy side, uh, I'll get back to the strategy side. On strategy, there's a reason why it's important to have Different service offerings then, you know. I'll move this load for you. More on you know to, to get away from the transactional, get away, get, get away from the price based conversations and, and adding value and, and full service value is it, certainly one of those those hallmarks. Um, thanks so much for for joining us today. How does how does our audience reach out and learn more about concept and and, and contact you directly, Justin?
1: Yeah, you can reach me at jsmith at conceptintl.com. Uh, go to our website, conceptlogistics.com. Um, yeah, you'll see us around on LinkedIn and stuff. Uh, you know, We're going to be turning up the volume here in 2023.
0: Perfect. Thank you very much. And look forward to, to seeing you this year in 2023 and, and how that all pans out for, for all of us. Thank you again.
1: Yeah, definitely, Kevin.
0: Thank you. This Justin Smith. He's uh, VP of Strategy over at Concept Logistics. You can reach out and contact him directly with, with any questions. But that's going to, to kind of wrap it up for this episode of Put That Coffee Down. Once again, we're about two weeks. We are two weeks away. I keep on saying about. We are two weeks away from, from F3. 13 days to be exact so go buy your tickets if you, if you haven't bought those tickets we we'll have a lot of great FreightWaves waves tv shows there as well as the, the main stage the, the key marquee so uh, with that uh, i'll see you guys next week i got friends only business i got expenses